The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong. As she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, a little information I was reading on Media Post. Lori Sullivan had posted an article just about a week ago called Women Seek Online Communities to Validate Purchases. Again, an article in Media Post. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, Lori was sharing the results of a joint study between iVillage and She Speaks. Now, you've heard about She Speaks if you listen to this show very often. We've had um, She Speaks CEO and founder. Eliza Freud on the show several times, and she's always a wealth of information. Well, anyway, this joint study really took a look at women and their relationship with online community websites, forums, and message boards, and really how those influences are driving their product consumption, their loyalty, and their purchase. So, for example, uh, Lori was sharing that online coupons and customer reviews do definitely influence purchases. Now, we've known about this before, but the rate at which they influence is pretty incredible. According to the iVillage and She Speaks study, women are 77% more likely to look for products and 67% more likely to purchase them in a store after reading online reviews, either that they found on a community forum or message board, which is pretty interesting. Now, Another thing I thought was pretty uh, fascinating was that Facebook and Twitter, while they're valuable commu- communication channels, that women actively following brands and retailers really were less influential in prompting purchases. Now, I think as marketers, we tend to really focus on Facebook and Twitter. We know they're powerful. We know they have a lot of mass. A lot of people are on them, but they may be less effective, according to the study, in actually uh, guiding people to purchase. The online coupons were more powerful. Online product reviews by consumers more powerful. Emails from companies or brands and articles read online. All of them more powerful than Facebook and Twitter at converting purchases. Uh, about half of the women responding to the survey spent between 6 and 30 minutes preparing for a shopping trip. Um, And two-thirds spent another between six and 60 minutes preparing. Now, I don't know where these women find the time. I personally don't even have time to go shopping, much less prepare to go shopping. But these are women who are actively looking for coupons. Uh, 74% of the women who participated in the study said that um, recommendations gave them a more favorable view of the product when they were actually shopping. So they remembered what they had read. They go into the store. They remember that recommendation. And 
70% say then they're more likely to choose the brand or product over others, which I found really, really fascinating. So marketers out there, power of recommendation, coupons, recommendations on forums, all of it really, really critical apparently in converting people, especially women, to purchase. Well, talking about the main purchaser in the home, she's definitely going to be the target trendsetter, the focus of our purse profile today. There's nearly 9 million of these women out there, meeting income of about $90,000, around 40 years of age, 38% college grads, a quarter of them homemakers. They consider themselves hopeful and entrepreneurial. They see themselves as really an optimist. How they spend their time is more important than how they spend their money, and they are happy with their current standard of living. As you would imagine, they put their family first. They like to spend a lot of their time at home with their children. They do shop all the time. Even without making a purchase, they enjoy the actual act of shopping. They go shopping frequently, and they do change brands up based on variety and novelty. They are seeking out those deals. So this is undoubtedly the woman who's on those forums seeking out those recommendations. Um, They're shopping at local stores. They're willing to be drawn in for price. Coupons definitely draw them in to stores where they don't shop, and they're looking for bargains. Their home is a priority. Money management is a struggle, really. Who isn't struggling with money these days? And she is shopping for brands like Land's Inn, Old Navy, Gap, Dress Barn, Nine West, and Michaels. Um, she's driving a Volkswagen, a Honda, a GMC, a Dodge, and a Chrysler. And if you're a marketer, how do you find this woman? Well, she's reading parenting magazines like Parenting, Parents, Family, Fun. Also, women-focused publications like Real Simple, Red Book, First for Women. And she's online a lot, as we already know. She's checking out iVillage, ironically, based on what I was just talking about. Getting her news on CBS, MSNBC, and getting information from Ask.com. And, of course, she's watching cable. HGTV, Disney, Nick, ABC Family, E! Lifetime, and Food Network. Well, my guest for today knows all about reaching consumers. Joseph Jaffe is president and chief interrupter of Crayon, and he's authored a brand new book called Flip the Funnel. It's a look at corporate strategy of engaging consumers who already know us, our company, and our brand, while not really spending our time and energy recruiting those who've never heard of, heard of our products or services. So what that all about that, what the heck, is a chief interpreter. I've been wanting to ask Joseph this ever since I read about him. All of that when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. My.afcon2010.com. My.affcon2010.com. Your social media source for AFCON 2010. The Trade Show, where affiliates always attend for free. Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. Check out photos and videos from our past events. Plus, check out our blog and discussion forums. Start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now 
at my.afcon2010.com. Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-server solutions is admedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Joseph Jaffe, President and Chief Interrupter of Crayon, a strategic consultancy. Joseph has authored a book called Flip the Funnel. Crayon represents a line of really impressive clients. You'll know the names when I say them. Coke, Kraft, Facebook, Real Simple, American Airlines, just to name a few. Joseph, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, I really appreciate it. I know um, you're traveling today, so I, I appreciate the extra effort to make it on the show today, and I'm really excited to be able to talk about Flip the Funnel. I understand it's your third book. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. The first uh, was called Life After the 30-Second Spot. The second was called Join the Conversation, and the third, Flip the Funnel. Yeah, I think the concept for this is really fascinating. It's a marketing book based on really what you describe as catering to consumers who we've really already won over. We don't have to fight for them. What led you to this conclusion? And and you based your whole book on it. So something must have driven you to this conclusion. Yeah, you know, I actually think it was a an evolution of thinking of sorts and and almost I look at the I look at the three books as chapters of a of maybe a bigger story. So the first book you know talks about optimization which obviously is something that marketers uh know a thing or two about uh with a, a zero sum type of budget setting agenda and the realities of a shrinking budget and increased pressures to produce more from less um the first book talks about optimizing from traditional to non-traditional from television radio and print to maybe some of the newer forms of marketing, which which certainly led by new media and mobile, but also including things like experiential branded entertainment. The second book talks about optimization from communication to conversation. So instead of talking at and to and down to, how about listening and responding? And really, that was uh, a book that ushered in um, this whole social media revolution. But then it hit me, you know, with whom? All these conversations that were supposedly meant to join or be invited to join, with whom? Who should we really be caring about? And so I had this moment of clarity that the only people that really matter, or at least the people that should be at the top of the pecking order, are our customers. Because without them, we have no business, we have no marketing budget, we have no means of doing business if we aren't supported by at least a base of uh, hopefully returning, um, recurring and loyal um, patrons. And, and so what I did was I then took a step back and I said, 
what if we got it all wrong? What if all of marketing was literally backwards? Because if you think about marketing and sales, they're both represented by a funnel, the sales funnel from prospecting cold, warm, hot leads through conversion, the marketing funnel from awareness, interest, desire, action. But we're spending the lion's share of our dollars on the wrong end of the funnel. We're literally chasing strangers that have no affinity or affiliation or sentiment or loyalty towards us, and that's where our budget goes, when in actual fact we're neglecting, relatively neglecting, our lifeblood. What if we turn that on its head, and what if the funnel got bigger instead of smaller over time? What if we could actually build our business from the inside out? That was the genesis behind the book. Yeah, it's really brilliant. And I know, I think we in marketer, I'm a marketer, and I think we've suspected for a while that our loyal core is where we should be devoting some time, right? I mean, there's that, that's that marketing approach that you start with your loyal core, and it can radiate out from there, because your loyal core will also advocate for you, they'll be your brand ambassadors. Is that part of this flip the funnel philosophy in your mind? 100%. I mean, let me give let me throw just some numbers that I think bring this to life. Um, you know, take a company like Zappos, for example, online shoe and apparel retailer Zappos. On any given day, 75% of their revenue comes from returning customers. But it's, but it's a lot more pronounced than that because when you look at the base of revenue broken out by returning customers, it's not a one-to-one split. The fact is most businesses have an 80-20 rule. Uh, in fact, most businesses have more like a 90-to-5 rule. Um, I think I used the example in the book that 12% of Coca-Cola shoppers are responsible for 80% of all volume consumed. And every company that I talk to, they generally come in, they say, for us it's about 12% or 8% or 5% or 14% responsible for 60 70 80% of all of our volume or our revenue. And so the fact is, well, why are we not doing anything with that and figuring out how to, how to um, earn the right to, to keep and retain, but also to move retention from being passive and back office and, you know, all about countering attrition and churn to something that could be very dynamic and proactive? What if we could actually turn our advocates into ambassadors or our advocates into, into essentially salespeople. And, and the example I use in the book, just anecdotally is, and I'm sure you've had this moment as well, that you say, you know, that company, they should pay me money because I've sold so many items of their, you know, or products of theirs. We all have those moments where we, we're out there advocating and recommending a product or service or a brand. And at what point... Should that brand or, or is the brand even obligated, maybe, that's a nice controversial concept, to return the favor? And what do you say to that? Do you think a brand is advocated and a, um, a needs to, to, to return the favor? And at what point in their journey do they do that? Or is that something that they're doing all along to support the loyal, loyal core? Well, uh, the, the answer is I absolutely do think that they should return the favor, and, and that is so in the flip funnel, um, what I did was I flipped the word AIDA to form the word ADIA, A-D-I-A, which stands for Acknowledgement, Dialogue, Incentivization, and Activation. And, and in a way, returning the favor begins with acknowledgement. Um, I'm using recently just uh, a phrase from the movie Avatar, which is I see you. 
You know, the power, the ability just to say, I see you, I acknowledge you, thank you for your business. You're not just a number. You're not just a transaction. You're a human being. You're valuable. You're even invaluable to us. Um, you know, and, and I gave the example of Coldplay, um, the band Coldplay. They gave away a free album online just to say thank you. They actually used the word thank you for all the, the loyalty and, and patronage and business that their fans have given them in the form of support and revenue. Um, and then it goes all the way through to, to the eye of incentivization. And I talk about um, two ways to incentivize. One is rewarding, and the other one is recognizing. And I think sometimes status, uh, which is intangible, a non-cash reward, if you will, is so powerful. Um, you know, I even anecdotally say, we have employees of the month, but why don't we have a customer of the month or customer of the week? Why are we not uh, not just acknowledging but uplifting and showcasing, um, you know, our customers that are really going the extra mile for us? And, and just one more way to think about it is, you know, the problem with, with not giving something back to our customers um, is that we open up ourselves, we open ourselves up to, I think, very dangerous situations. And I'll give you two examples. One is that loyal customer that's out there literally selling you and advocating you and recommending you, they have one bad experience with the brand and suddenly they wake up and they say, what the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? Why was I doing so much for this company when this is the way they treat me, and, and almost overnight, an advocate can go into a, you know, a promoter can be turned into a detractor, and, and they could probably be, go from your best friend to your worst enemy. The other problem is, is it opens up the door for them to be conquested by by a competitor who actually says, we're going to do more for you, we're going to go the extra mile. And if you think, you know, this is conceptual, I mean, think about this as an example. Credit card companies, airlines, you know, affinity credit cards, they offer you 50,000 miles to sign up. But what about the customer that's been there for three, four, and five years? They get nothing. You know what they get? They get a rate increase. They get higher interest rates. You know, it's completely backwards. Or in the cellular business, in the wireless business, um, you get a, a huge incentive. You get a free phone to sign up. But if you've been an AT&T customer for five, six, or seven years, you've got to pay almost full price for a phone. It's completely backwards. Mm -hmm. Really what we're talking about is making loyalty hip again. I think for a long time people talked about loyalty really being dead, that that um, our customers could be wooed from one brand to another. But what you're saying is really not. I think people want to be taken care of. They want their loyalty recognized. Um, and for the companies that can do it and do it well, they will be rewarded with loyalty. That's what I'm hearing you say, correct? Yeah, I think you actually articulated that really beautifully, uh, making loyalty hip again. Because what I've spoken about throughout the book is how to move loyalty and CRM and retention from the back office to the front office to actually elevate it to not only take its seat at the uh, strategic planning table, but maybe even to lead strategic planning on behalf of, um, of a brand. But, um, you know, just even to give you an example, there's, there's a very interesting study that I cite in the book that, that actually shows that in several key industries, including consumer packaged goods, not only is there a very negligible to, to non-existent relationship between loyalty programs and loyalty, but in some cases there's actually, believe it or not, a negative correlation that the advent or, or the um, the, the presence of a loyalty program actually has a negative impact on loyalty. And that just shows that, and, and you know, practically what does that mean? Well, what it means is that we give people miles and points with, uh, and, and, then we, and then we put 
tons and tons of legalese and terms and conditions and blackouts, we don't give them any ability to actually enjoy or redeem those points. So just having a loyalty program, going through the motions, you know, sending people email newsletters is just scratching the surface in terms of where it could go. And, and I think that it can be made loyalty, uh, it can be made hip again, especially now in the social media world, you know, with, with Facebook and with Twitter, with a lot of these new tools, these, these human-to-human or what I call non-media platforms, um, with the powerful effects of word of mouth, um, we have the means to kind of make it hip again. Absolutely. And I, I want to go to a break, but when we come back, I do want to pick up on that thread really about what you call making multiple transactions, especially even, you know, after that purchase. You just mentioned it with loyalty programs as a great example, but that we really need to keep the conversation going with our consumers. So more from Joseph Jaffe when Purse Rings returns in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. Joining me today is Joseph Jaffe of Crayon, who's authored a book called Flip the Funnel with a very compelling message. Stick with the customers you have. Grow that loyalty even more. Don't waste your time on anyone who's never heard of you. Love the idea. And I know right before the break, we were talking a little bit, Joseph, about driving more engagement with customers and how maybe a loyalty program isn't the best way to do it. As you said, it could be a negative, not a positive. In the book, you talk about creating multiple transactions, especially after purchase. Can you explain a little bit about that? 
Well, I think, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the traditional funnel, it, it's incomplete and it's open. And, and, you know, if the funnel was displayed vertically, our poor customers would literally plunge to their doom um, below because there's nothing to catch them. So it's open and incomplete. We almost, uh, I call it Groundhog Day in marketing. We forget, you know, everything's about the chase to get that purchase and then we just lose interest. You know, the, the, somebody buys a car, they drive it back to the salesperson saying, oh, by the way, this isn't working. And they go, oh, you need to go to the, uh, the technical services or technical support, you know, just around the back of the building. So, so multiple transactions, the ability to engage our customers multiple times comes in the form of customer service. And it comes, or at least a new kind of customer service. And it comes in the form of what I call commitment to conversation or dialogue management. That, you know, this doesn't necessarily have to be about solving problems. Um, it can also just be about having a conversation, about being able to be part of a conversation. Sometimes it might be uh, unexpected. Sometimes it might be surprising. Some, and, and more often than not, it doesn't have to be about generating another cell, a cross-cell or an upsell. It could be, you know, just going back to what we discussed earlier, thank you. Whenever anybody references Flip the Funnel on Twitter, I immediately just reply to them and I say thank you. And, and in this day and age, you know, you, you purchase a book, you don't know who the author is, um, or you've never met them, or you don't have a relationship with them. For that author to actually reach out to you uh, and say thank you so much for, that, for those kind words, um, that's an intangible gesture that has an incredibly valuable um, impact, I would say, in terms of uh, sentiment and in terms of goodwill. And so I think the thing is, and, and I drew this, um, this, very, this almost napkin type of, um, of scribble, but what really happens is the more opportunities we have to interact and transact or at least um, engage our customers, the more likely um, they're going to be to return to us um, and to spread uh, goodwill and, and word of mouth about us and, and hopefully keep coming back for more. Yeah, that's what we hope, right? Keep coming back and telling people to come to us who maybe haven't come to us before. Are you seeing certain types of transactions really being more successful than others in driving the kind of engagement that we need to be getting from our loyal core? Um, in terms of, you know, best practices, etc., um, you know, there, there are a number of, of ways of being able to do this more and more often. And, it, you know, it, it all depends on which step or stage of that continuum we're talking about. So um, let me give you an example. Um, My Coke Rewards. Um, Coca-Cola has a very interesting program called My Coke Rewards where literally every time you buy a bottle or a can of, a, of Coke or a, or a Coca-Cola product, there is a unique code um, that allows you to enter that code online and, and essentially earn and, and redeem those reward points for uh, accessories and experiences, etc. That's that's using a concept of what I call um, universal currency. And what universal currency really means, just like American Airlines has advantage miles or American Express has rewards, reward points, the idea is if we can find a unit of currency um, that we can use for or that we can uh, barter with, if you will, with our customers, for not only their purchases, but in fact their referrals, their word of mouth, their content creation, their testimonials, even their ability to be part of a conversation, then that universal currency becomes really rich because they can redeem it, they can buy, they can sell, they can gift, 
um, you know they can re- you know they can do different uh, different elements of um, of valuable uh, exchanges associated with those reward points. It's something that we're not really seeing today, um, but I've outlined at least the way that I think this process can roll out over time. And I think it can be very, very powerful because for the first time now, what we've done is we've given our customers an incredible ability to be part of the actual marketing ecosystem. Um, Another example um, is this concept of community. This idea of we are greater than you or I, one plus one equals three. That's the A of activation. Um, You know, uh, let me give you just a few simple examples. Nike has the human race where you can be in San Diego and you can challenge or run against someone in San Paulo. You can be connected to, to the same ecosystem that is so much bigger than just you or I going out for a jog um, by ourselves. Um, so that's one element of how community is starting to manifest itself. Um, if you are sitting next to me on a plane, you've got an iPad and I've got an iPad, chances are we're probably going to start talking to one another. Chances are we're probably going to compare apps and recommend which apps we found. And there's this incredible serendipity and discovery. But why leave that up to chance? What would actually happen if the brand created uh, a place for like-minded customers to come together and give each other tips and keep each other informed of hacks and patches and whatever the case may be. So those are just some ways that I think we can start to see how this um, system of individual or disconnected purchase decisions or transactions can be actually uh, become part of something much bigger, much more enduring, um, and and, and almost infinitesimal in terms of uh, in, in terms of its endurance. Well, and you would certainly know if it's working. You have the ability to test this out on your clients there at Crayon. Your day job, if I can remind people, as president and chief interrupter at Crayon, I have to imagine that you're implementing the flip the funnel philosophy with your own clients, right? Yeah, and actually, I'll give you a little bit of an update. We were actually acquired a few months ago. So, um, oh, congratulations. I, I'm, I'm Thank you. I'm still the chief interrupter, but I'm no longer the president. I had to give up my. I had to abdicate. Um, but I'm, I'm now part of a company called Powered Inc. And uh, Powered actually acquired three companies, including Crayons, to form a dedicated social media agency. Um, but the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. And um, during the Crayon days, we actually launched a uh, a community environment for Panasonic called Living in High Definition. Um, using a lot of the same thinking that that I was uh, talking to you earlier about with the iPad. You know, the fact is, if you take a step back and you think about consumer electronics, it is so confusing. It's like the remote control. I mean, do you do anything more with your remote control, with your television or DVD remote control, than hit stop, play, rewind? You know, it's the same reason why the iPod just destroyed the entire market because people were sick and tired of of, of all the complicated add-ons that nobody understood. So we took a step back and we said, well, wait a second. As this industry gets more high-definition-esque, why not create a place for people to come together and share tips and tools, tricks, tutorials, you know, how to to take better photographs, um, how to edit video better, um, let community help each other. By the way, a very interesting manifestation of all of this is Starbucks with uh, my Starbucks idea. They created um, a crowdsourcing platform for their customers to give them suggestions. And one of the most successful examples of that is the if you go into a Starbucks, they now have those green splash sticks. 
that, uh, that you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about, where you actually uh-huh, put absolutely. it into your drink mm-hmm. and it plugs the top of your drink and so you can walk around and you won't get hot coffee splashed all over you. But that idea was actually created by a customer. That, that is the ultimate. That's the ultimate manifestation of what happens when, when customers and customer feedback and voice of the customer becomes part of the actual R&D and innovation and feedback loop. Very cool. Well, I, you know, I promised everybody before I had to let you go today, I would ask probably the most important question, which is what does a chief interrupter do, Joseph? Well, the, the, the chief interrupter interrupts the status quo. Um, and it's very <laughs> ironic because, I mean, I am the guy who wrote the book Life After the 30-Second Spot. And, and the 30-Second Spot is the ultimate interruption. Um, but, um, you know, it was actually my Coca-Cola client at the time. He said to me, he was sitting in his office and he said, you know what, you know, you are an interrupter. You know, you just come in and you completely turn uh, the status quo on, uh, on its head um, and you force us to and you challenge us to think differently. And I said, you know what, I like that. I think that's going to be my title because I was in the, in the process then of, of founding uh, Crayon. And he loved that because he got it. That was crowdsourcing. That was customer sourcing or client sourcing. And it stuck, and I've kept it ever since. Love it. I just love it. It's very memorable for sure. Well, now that Crayon's been um, conquered by, I think you said Powered Egg, can you tell us where we can reach you? Is there a website we can go and check out? Yeah, sure. Uh, Powered's uh, website is, is powered.com, P-O-W-E-R-E-D.com. Um, my, blog, uh, my blog and my audio podcast is Jaffe Juice, www.jaffejuice.com. Um, I have a video show called jaffejuice.tv, um, and the book's website is flipthefunnelnow.com, and trust me, there are another 38 URLs, but I won't mention them today. That's perfect. And we can get that book at Amazon, am I right? That's right. Absolutely. So everyone check it out. Uh, Joseph, thank you so much for being on the show today and explaining what I think is really a captivating, not just an idea, but a reality as to how to drive awareness, enthusiasm, passion, and recommendation for all of our clients' products and services. So thank you. You're very welcome. And thanks, of course, to my trusty producer, George. Appreciate him and all the great work that he does every week on this show. And join me for another edition of Purse Strings right here next Tuesday at 3 o'clock. I'll be speaking with Phyllis Johnson. Phyllis is with the International Women's Coffee Alliance. Phyllis will be here sharing how this nonprofit is shaking things up for women in third world countries and also how she got the UN to buy in. That's right here next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. 